Welcome to another episode of Brew Roots. I'm Erica. And I'm Matt. And this is the podcast that tells you the stories behind your favorite beer. Each week we take a look behind the scenes at the craft beer industry. Hey now, this is Matthew Steinberg from Exhibit A Brewing and you're listening to Brew Roots. What up everybody? What up what Matt? Up? How's it going? Ryan, why are you just saying that to me? Erica's here. Because you're the one who said, what up? What up? Hi, Erica. Hi. What up? <laughs> What's up? What's up? Oh, you, my God. Thank you guys for tuning in once again to another episode of Brutes. And uh, we've got quite an exciting episode from you for you guys this week. We do. I'm actually looking forward to it a lot. It was a good, uh, it was a good interview. Yeah. And, it uh, was. A lot of shout outs to last week's episode featuring our friends House Bear. Um, brewing in New Brightport, Massachusetts. A lot of people like the uh, the meat story, and uh, hopefully we got some people out there trying some meat. Yeah, I hope you learned something new, and uh, go explore, I guess. Yeah. Try that meat, yo. Yo, yo, yo. But uh, we've had a busy week. Ryan and I did an interview without Erica, because she was busy yeah. being a soccer superstar. Um, she, if you guys don't know, is an alternate for the Women's World Cup <laughs> League, and uh, Totes. she was just practicing, so... I gotta practice, you know? Yeah. Gotta, gotta stay but, uh, skilled. Yeah, we went to Salem's newest brewery, uh, East Regiment Brewing Co., and we enjoyed it quite Yeah, a I've bit. already been there before them on my own, and uh, the beer was good. I was I was pleasantly surprised. I mean, I don't know. I'm always scared about a brewery that's just opening up and yeah. how good the beer is going to be. Opening day can but, be a um, scary, intimidating yeah, thing. But it really can. It was good. I, I was impressed. I think my, I don't even know what my favorite one was. Um, cause I liked all of them. Mm. I liked the Saison. That one was really good. Um, and the brown ale was awesome. The brown yeah. was yeah. good. I think they had like a hef kind of thing. We did. I like the hef. Right? Yes. That was really good. I like that yeah. one. But we're not going to get too much into that cause that episode's coming up actually next week. Next week. Yeah. Just, we're, just we're stay sharing tuned. it right now. So stay tuned. Um, but we have such a busy two weeks coming up. So a lot oh of these God. episodes you have um, no idea. are going to be recorded in one day. So this is the first one, <laughs> so this will sound the best, I promise you. <laughs> um, but Erica, do you want to talk about where you're going? Yeah, so I'm going to New Orleans for the ASBC conference, which is basically just a science and beer conference. And Erica was lucky enough to win a scholarship. That, yeah, that was a scholarship through Pink Boots. Yeah, yeah so it's pretty cool. If pretty, you pretty are cool. a woman in the craft beer industry... Join us, because you can get freaking sweet scholarships like this Sweet. One. Yeah. scholarships and uh yeah ryan will also be on the road i will i'll be in west virginia in shepherdstown Ooh. um i'm doing a couple shows down there um and then i'm back for a day and then i'm gone for another week for another show and i Damn. will just be here in good old massachusetts but i'm going to a wedding this weekend so if you guys are going to cool if you go into jacob and emily's wedding in gardner this weekend <laughs> come, come, come yeah. say what up because i'm gonna be there <laughs> <laughs> and i heard they have an open bar so hey come see me <laughs> but uh yeah so we're coming back to our uh can ryan figure out what beer we're gonna drink and we're, we're moving this up a mm. second because ryan's so thirsty I'm, I'm afraid he's cheating i'm not okay good so the Scared. beer this week has a nautical theme a nautical theme? That's all I'm going to give you for information. If I, I could do that nautical horn, I would. That you know what's funny? That yeah. Ryan could probably add that yeah. in post. You should, you should add that. What am I, do, what am I adding? A nautical horn. horn. You know? oh. Yeah. Uh, why? Okay. Ryan, I want you to, <laughs> I want you to, to uh, crack open that Just beer. Fucking and drink the beer, yo. Ooh, so good. That was one of your better ones. 
It was. And Ryan's drinking this out of a uh, large, large iced coffee, coffee koozie <laughs> from, <laughs> from Guys, uh, it's Dunkin' It's a 16-ounce can, yeah. so a regular koozie just should, doesn't I'm cover literally, it. I have to hold this with two <laughs> hands because if I don't, it's going to fall out. Yeah, which is... The, just for the first sip, and then you can take it off. Well, first couple of sips. Yeah. So, Ryan, can you, first of all, tell us what type of beer you think you're drinking? Like a pale ale? Okay. And, uh... You give us some more information with taste yeah. that you're getting out of it. Aromas, taste. Hops. hops. Ooh, hops. Wow, very So you're saying specific. it's a pale ale. You're not saying it's an IPA. <clears throat> well, pale ales are hoppy beers as well. They can be, of yeah. course. Yeah. I mean, it, it, could, it could be an IPA, but I think, I don't know. I think either or. Because mm. mm-hmm. I've had plenty of bitter pale ales. And uh, last question, would this be something knowing... Once you know what it is, would you order that at a restaurant or the brewery that you could get that at? Do you like it? I do like it. Cool. Cool. All right, Ryan. Reveal the can to our listeners what you're drinking. Because I actually really did like this beer, surprisingly. Angler Management. Oh. Um, And what kind of beer is it? Let's see. It's from Front River. And then what fucking kind is it? Doesn't... I should say it right. Oh, New England IPA. Oh. New England All right, IPA. Well, he was yeah. close. All right. Yeah. Now, now seeing that, do you connect it? Yeah, not as juicy as I was expecting, though. Yeah. It's not very juicy. For a New juicy. England IPA. Yeah. yeah. I mean... And uh, I believe they're out of New Hampshire. I could be 100% wrong, but... It's really good. I like it. Um, there's something else that's kind of like hanging. Like, you take a sip and then it's there. And it goes away. That's really good. And I, I, I can't. I, oh, they're from Springfield, Vermont. Oh, shout out Springfield, Vermont. I um, lived right near there. Oh, what up? But yeah, yeah. I, can't, I can't figure out what it is. And it's not the citrus. I've had that plenty of times, so I don't want to try it. Oh, you know, I've actually been to this brewery too. Yeah, it's very f- cool. It's like funky. Cool. Yeah. Um, Erica, what are you drinking today? So That's congratulations, weird. Ryan. You were pretty. You were pretty close. So uh, just wait until next week's episode. We threw a real curveball at you. Curveball? I don't like that. Well, all right. Erica, what are you drinking? I am drinking this rather delicious brewed IPA. You actually like it? No, I actually really like it because it's super clean. It's like having, it's like know, having like a champagne. hoppy lager or something. Oh, really? <laughs> See, but not really bitter. Just kind of yeah. like that nice hop flavor. Um, really enjoyable. I yeah. like it. Uh, that, that's why is it I, drinkable? Oh, it's fucking crushable to you. For crushable yo <laughs> fuck yeah man for a seven percent um it's nice my slang is being uh contaminated and it's super lit I, oh stop <laughs> those are my words so it's from oh it's is it from collective project is that the brewery um yeah yeah, yeah it is uh the ipa number nine i got that number at market basket Wow. Well, solid buy. Yeah. <laughs> Market Basket for our listeners outside of the New England area is like the, it's our grocery store rules. It is. It is yeah. a grocery store where we buy More bang for food, your buck. Things. That's what they, that's what they say. <laughs> and I tonight am drinking OJ. Highly, yeah, the highly sought after OJ because I don't care about IPAs, double IPAs. I don't care if it's a hyped up beer. I'm going to drink it, whatever. Cool. Cool story, bro. It and was you, a good one. And you... You like it, but you uh, want to like it more. Yeah, but I think that's that's par for the course, my dude. With uh, yeah. with IPAs for me, I, I want to like it. But I, I get it. I, I get like it. it, but I want to like it more. 
Um, but if you want to brew beers that similar to what we are drinking, we you have can. an amazing promo code for you guys this week. And Ryan or Erica or whoever want to tell us a little bit more about that. I'm going to go with Erica because she works there. Oh, damn. Damn. Secrets out, folks. Uh, yeah, the code is BrewRoots. You can use it on our websites. Save 10% off your next order. You can uh, get it shipped. $35.99 over is free shipping, which is awesome. You can pick up in store, whatever you want to do. And we have everything there. We got kits. We got grains, yeast. Like literally uh, everything. Literally everything. Equipment. We're selling spike brewing stuff now, which is fucking awesome. Yeah. And, you know, wine. If you want to do wine, cider, beer. Cheese. Meat, meat cheese. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We do everything, so you know. And there, there's a lot of people there who really know what they're talking about too. Um, not just me. Yeah, it's not just you. Um, it's just her. If you not have, if, if you have questions, like they can really answer them yeah. for you. Yeah, we're here um, for you guys. Because what's know, more, collect, what? What's more frustrating than going to a place similar to what we're except oh Ryan? Yeah. Don't even. And you like expect someone to be the expert in their field, and you come home with the wrong thing. Yeah, yep. that's frustrating. So frustrating. It's really frustrating. That never happens we, to me up here. No, hobbies, we truthfully. don't do that. Yeah, I mean <laughs> collectively, I mean everyone's been in that business or like in the field yeah. for how many years collectively I mean, between all of X you amount of years yeah. you know 100 I mean, plus years probably. probably that sounds right sure. yeah sure i mean that's awesome I'll go with that <laughs> so erica has a big event coming up in two weeks oh yes her we arms are getting are ripped. they're fucking swole we are actually right? giving away swole. <laughs> one pair of tickets one right? pair one pair so that's dose that's dose tickets Tic- that's tickets. dose un do un do un do uh, we're giving away two tickets to the arm wrestling event for Pink Boots. Rumble in the Jungle, which is at True North, right? It's yes. at True North. Uh, One p.m. is the start time. Yeah, on June thirtieth. So make sure you make your way out to lovely Ipswich, Mass, and make sure you're, if you want, to enter our our contest. We will have a post about it yes. in Instagram very we shortly will. on all the socials, and you all of the socials. have a. Excellent chance of winning because the best chance. We're gonna release two tickets to you guys out there. What? <laughs> All right, Matt. See us wrestle to the death. Yes, but uh, no, it's have, gonna be a lot of we fun. Have a good feeling. I mean, Erica's... last year I won. It was fucking awesome. Yeah. It was a ton of fun. Now, who won last year? Do you remember? Oh, I do not. Well, this year. But yeah, I'm making a bold prediction. <laughs> I am making a bold prediction. Yeah. Erica's taking gold. Gold. We're gonna try. I've I've been working out. Yeah, you have. Yeah, I can tell. <laughs> I can tell. Well, before we get to our episode with our good friends, Exhibit A, uh, we have one more plug. We do have one more plug, and we're literally all wearing a shirt. We literally are. I was we're told I have to put on a shirt tonight. because my abs are just they're too swole. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I get distracted. Yep. I yep. can't concentrate. But uh, I'm wearing my Chicago shirt from Shirts on Tap. Surprise, surprise. I love the Chicago shirts. And Erica, what shirt are you wearing tonight? The Colorado one. I just love them. They have the coolest designs, I feel like. Ryan? Chicago. Oh, yeah. Always Chicago. (laughs) Ryan and me are very similar in our Shirts on Tap. Mm -hmm. But you hear us talk about Shirts on Tap every single week. And you probably say, this is the week that I'm going to do it. Well... Well, lucky for you, we have a very new promo code for you. <laughs> it's called Brewroots. <laughs> and you can get your first box for $5. $5. What? And what deviates from last week is that you're going to be 
chiming in this week to do it. So exactly. That's what makes it new. What? But uh, seriously, Shirts on Tap is awesome. Uh, they they have such great quality. And actually, our new Brew Roots. Their shirts roots, are awesome quality. Should we, should we reveal? Oh, hell yeah. Our new Ooh, Brew Roots yeah. shirts are actually made by Shirts on Tap. That was shirts, not shorts. Yeah. That shirts. was confusing for me. Yeah. Yes. It was shirts. Yeah, he slurs his words after shirts. a couple of beers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I'm really yeah. excited because I love Shirts on Tap. Like we said last week, yeah. we really believe in that brand. Same with Beer and Wine Hobby. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Guys, this has been a lot of fun. It's been the most fun. And this is great. I know that Erica and I had a lot of fun interviewing Matt and Kelsey from Exhibit we did. A. It um, was a solid time. So without further ado, Sound Guy Ryan, cue up that track. Cheers. 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 Erica, I think this is the earliest interview we have on record. It's my earliest interview. Yeah. For sure. What is it? 10, 1030 it on the dot almost? 1050. 1050. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> well, this, is, this is the first of five <laughs> interviews today. Yeah. And we are here in lovely Framingham, Massachusetts yep. at the home of Exhibit A Brewing Company. And we are here with Matt and Kelsey. Hello. Hello. Thank you guys for taking some time out of your day. I know that Matt was like, can I have five more minutes? And we're like, yeah, man. We, we take forever to set up, so sure. Um, we start every podcast this way, so uh, introduce yourselves, your roles here at the brewery, and your first memory of beer. My name is Matthew Steinberg. I'm the co-founder and head brewer here at Exhibit A Brewing. Uh, my career just turned 21 this year, and uh, my first memory of beer, my grandmother, Bluma Stein, uh, gave my brother and I and our cousins, Andrew and Kevin, beer on New Year's, probably 1980. I was seven. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was St. Pauli Girl. Best story ever. That's a good so one. Yeah. <laughs> so my name's Kelsey Roth. I'm the general manager here. And uh, I've been working in the beer industry for uh, almost six years now. And my first memory of beer was uh, my dad giving me a sip of his Bex Dark. Ooh. Mm. So. Mm. Nice. Oh, German man. strong. Yeah. <laughs> so... Why the beer industry? What what gravitated you towards the beer industry? I'm sure you didn't tell your parents growing up, I want to own a brewery or I want to work in a brewery. Uh, what was the original plan and what? how did you kind of get into beer? Um, my father happens to be an entrepreneur and he owns an auto service company here in Massachusetts. And I worked there for a fair amount of time. And as I got very familiar with what he did every day, I realized very quickly before, during, and kind of even after college that it wasn't something that really interests me, didn't offer me much passion, uh, probably would offer me a pretty decent life uh, as far as you know earning capacity and all that. Um, but I realized very quickly I wanted to do something I cared about, and uh, I had been home brewing. Um, I even had worked a little bit, uh, brew on premise, uh, worked in a small, uh, it worked in a small, you know, in a Decided to try to find a better situation. I got a job at a regional brewery here in Boston, uh, and it's that's it. Just I stopped looking for other work. <laughs> Easy enough. Yeah, Kelsey, what about yourself? Uh, yeah, so I started off. Uh, I worked in uh, as a video producer for about fifteen years, and uh, did everything from editing to shooting and and all that. And uh, had always had a passion for beer, um, and realized that uh, 
the industry was moving in a direction that I wasn't really that crazy about, and uh, the video industry uh, was moving that that way. And I was like, you know, I was going to say the craft beer yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that one's still still going good, I think. Yes. Um, and the you know, I I realized like I wanted to work with the people that I like to be with. And I always loved hanging out with, you know, at breweries and talking to the staff and talking to the brewers and, um, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, somehow I ended up working for Matthew. I don't know how that worked, but, uh, but, uh, uh so I, I first started off working at craft beer cellar. Okay. Um, I helped them open their second store over in Winchester. And then, uh, after about a year and a half there, they moved me onto their brand team. And so they realized that I had some skills other than just selling beer. And uh, so I was uh, helping with all their marketing, PR, uh, doing staff training, and uh, helping actually to train some of their new owners for the new stores. And uh, then realized that there was a cap there, um, you know, since I was working for the brand team already, that unless they were going to make me an owner or something, um, you know, there wasn't uh, any, you know, anywhere for me to be promoted from there. So I started looking around and I saw that Matthew was opening a new brewery and was looking for somebody to kind of help uh, with the front end marketing, um, you know, retail piece of that. And I said, hey, I know how to do that. So, <laughs> so I applied. Awesome. <laughs> how long has Exhibit A been open for our listeners who don't know? Uh, we will celebrate our third year in September. So just over two and a half years. Nice. That's pretty impressive. So in over two and a half years today, um, you guys have made quite a bit of an impact on the Massachusetts beer scene, um, competing with, you know, Jack's Abbey, who's what, a quarter of a mile down the road. Um, Howdy neighbor. How do, you know? <laughs> um, how do you, you know, you're a smaller capacity brew house than them. You guys are staying very relevant in there. You're listening to a lot of customer feedback, I'm, I'm assuming. Mm -hmm. Um, is that your business? What's your business model? Is that kind of how you, uh, you know, I mean, to say we want to be in the shadow of the big guy down the road uh, isn't actually all that untrue. Um, you know, having a, a an anchor of a really, you know, well-established, uh, amazing craft beer brewer down the road um, in Jack's, um, it made sense to move down the road from them and assume their old building and buy some right. of their old equipment. Yep. Um, they welcomed us with open arms, so I don't really necessarily consider, I mean, we're in a different we're in the same market, but we're kind of in a different kind of niche than they are in the sense that, you know, our price points are a little bit higher. Um, our beer portfolio is very different. Yep. Uh, and so here in Framingham, I don't, f I feel like we complement each other actually really well. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think they would agree. Um, overall, the beer market's highly competitive though. Oh and, yeah. Uh, and we're, you know, we're finding that swim quite enjoyable. And yeah, you seem to be doing all right. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, uh, and I think too that, you know, having, both of these breweries here in Framingham really makes Framingham more of a destination. Um, whereas I know like uh, when I used to live more closer to downtown Boston, I'd be like, Hey, you know, guys want to go check out, you know, Jack's Abbey, you know, they just opened a new tap room and stuff. And they're like, yeah, you know, it's so far, you know, and there's there nothing else, else out there. there. <laughs> yeah. Um, so now having, you know, plus they now have Springdale as well. Um, and there's, uh, you know, other breweries like Cold Harbor and Startline and, uh, Craft Roots and Medusa and, you know, all these other breweries that are within a quick drive yeah. that, uh, it's making central, you know, kind of the metro west area here more of a, a beer destination and i'm kind of at the feeling that good beer makes good competition you know it's like definitely yeah so yeah yeah, yeah we're all in it together yeah so yeah. cool 
So tell me more about how this all came to be. Like, where did the name come from? Where did this whole dream come from? Like, Kelsey's so much better at <laughs> telling that story, even though it was birthed with me. But um, it did start with a scale. Um, I like the idea of using a scale for a logo with, you know, re- you know it can, you know, talk about balance or in, yeah. in some senses imbalance. Um, uh, like, you know, I just thought it was a great idea for a logo. Yeah. Uh, originally, the logo was this sort of, ethereal vine riddled oddball scale and Kelsey saw it and he's like, no, Let's <laughs> no we're, rework- <laughs> we're reworking this. Um, yeah. and he really did a great job with that. And, uh, the, the term exhibit a came up because we were talking about being on display and presentation and our partner, um, said the word exhibit. And I thought it was an interesting word. I like to think about how things sound, not necessarily how they look yeah. and how they'll appear on a label. Cause that's, I mean, that's not my forte personally, but I like how it sounded. And he kind of threw the letter A at it thinking like, well, what is it? What is exhibit? Exhibit doesn't say anything, but exhibit A, Kelsey yeah. can yeah. speak on that. Yeah. And it, it's, for me, it's always, you know, beer is about the stories that we create with it. And, yeah. um, you know, like you could be having a perfectly mediocre beer, but you're on a boat, you know, off the, off the Cape watching the the sunset you know right uh and that beer suddenly tastes a little bit better you know because you have a story yeah (laughs) Yeah. Um, you know so uh so it's the moments that we create with it and we like to say you know exhibit a is where every great story begins so that's cool that's a very cool motto yeah um speaking of the name was there ever a plan b name uh there was uh there were there were names before it uh many um i had a very interesting experience meeting with uh, this gentleman by the name of horse Dernbush, who Ooh, is a, a great name a <laughs> beer writer and that's uh, a real name he's he's the real he's the real deal uh he's owned breweries he uh was basically the first craft german brewer in uh new england uh back in the day in the 80s uh, he's written numerous books and talks and does amazing work but uh, a couple of years ago he was doing uh, consulting for brewery builds and things like that and I, I said to him, oh, I just came unconnected here. Mm-hmm. I said to him, uh, it might be interesting to call it, you know, something like legendary. And he said, no, 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 in a German accent. You cannot call something new legendary. And I was like, ah, crud. So, <laughs> so Steinberg's legendary ales does yeah. not, uh, does, will not work as far as Horst was concerned. <laughs> um, we had a lot of names. And, uh, and we decided when Exhibit A came up, um, it was much easier, and this sounds like a cop out maybe, but it was much easier to just move on to the next decisions than it was to keep hammering mm-hmm. for weeks on end yeah. like we had been. And uh, my wife, who's always a voice of reason, was like, "Cool, we made that decision. Let's go. <laughs> yes. Let's move on to the next one." Nice. A lot of people say that that's a hard decision to make the name because it is. You look up and somebody has that brewery, <laughs> right. or right. Yeah. and your names are that way, for and sure. it's there, you know, for right. in perpetuity. So. Uh, better better like it. it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And we do. Yes. We do. It's a cool time. name, cool logo. It's definitely the second most asked question here in the tap room. Where does the name come from? You nailed it. <laughs> What's the first question? Uh, are you guys affiliated with Jack's Abbey? Right. Oh, <laughs> or yep. is this where Jack's Abbey used to be? Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yes, it is. So, yeah. so we, we wear job, it. Guys. It's a pride. It's a badge of pride. Yeah. So. yeah. No, it's Certainly. cool. All right. So. Talk about the process and opening. This was already a pre-established location before, so I'm sure that you didn't have to go through some of the growing pains that 
most brewers who open up in a new location have to go through. Uh, mm-hmm. It was already pre-established. But what were some trials and tribulations that you guys went through um, opening? Uh, cleaning the space, making okay. it our own was the big one. Um, I didn't want any real traces of what Jax did here yeah, to be... Uh, in When people walked in, I wanted them to see a new place and a new feel and a new vibe, which I believe we, we successfully did that. Um, it took months and months. Um, some of the really difficult stuff was removing um, filth, if you will. Um, there was a lot of it. Uh, Jack and Sam and Eric and all the team over there would <laughs> stand here and not deny it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but when you know you're leaving a space for six months and you work in it for six for those six months, you don't do a lot of cleaning. So yeah. I spent a good two months before I even hired Kelsey or even talked to anyone else and uh, about this project um, cleaning and removing mold and and doing those things. I will say that um, Jack's Abbey as a company did a massive favor for us, um, uh, including bringing 12 people here on his dime to help remove insulated piping that that had mold on it and cleaning walls with me and moving tanks. And and those people were godsend for me at the time because I was in there solo and I needed the help. And uh, and they really came through both labor-wise, financially, and uh, timing was really helpful. But yeah, it was it was like a, a clean white box coming into a vanilla box into a brewery was at the time like seemed really desirable because mm, I was yeah. like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? I had to <laughs> knock down these walls and do all sorts of other things. So uh, it was completely new challenges for me. And uh, but the big kicker was um, it's going to be our space soon was what I kept telling myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got to keep positive. Yeah. Yeah. So you really started kind of big. Like you guys were like, we're I'm going to get this huge space. <laughs> right. No, definitely. Like you kind of went from doing homebrewing and then doing this pretty much, or were there like steps in between? I mean, I've worked at a bunch of different breweries, but, yeah. um, but I didn't, uh, like people are like, Oh, you know, did you test batch any of these yeah. beers? And yeah. we did 20 barrel batches, okay. um, right at the beginning. So big batches. Um, but you know, I feel like, uh, not just mine, but all the people that were here from day one had the skills to, to, uh, get us to have great beer right away um in a great package delivered by kelsey's Mm -hmm. designs and uh sold in an awesome way over the counter by our tap room and and some small distribution but um yeah we kind of hit the ground running um with you know five batches of beer within the first couple weeks that's awesome and then uh and then we just kept going you know obviously the the vision started with you how do you take your vision and kind of portray it to your team because your success in two and a half years is impressive. So obviously your team had to get a lot of buy-in from you. Uh, what was something that was important for you to relay to your team from the beginning? Uh, uh, quality first, freshness, crusaders. Um, we do not put up with beer that gets old in the market. Um, there's a lot of retailers that would say they hate us for that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And there's a lot of consumers that would say they love us for that, you know, and I think there's a lot of retailers that would also echo that. Um, But we, you know, I think that's an ongoing process. Wouldn't you agree, Kelsey? Oh, definitely. Yeah. It's it's a constant battle. Yeah. Yeah. We, we tell the story over and over and, you know, the story changes here and there. Um, But we've really kind of prided ourselves in having a super friendly people up front a focused sort of sales approach and, and uh, placement approach with our beers. 
uh, doing business who we wanted to do business with at first rather than just kind of pushing it into the market. We were waiting for the consumer to pull it out, mm -hmm. um, which worked really well right away. Um, took some, you know, took some ideas, I guess, if you will, from some of the other really successful breweries around here. Uh, like the idea I took from Jack's Abbey was I don't want to fill the market with beer. That's, that's what they do. Yeah. And they do really well with that. Um, they have a price point that works for them for that. Um, and uh, shelf stability um, that that really helps for that as well, and then take other sort of ideas from breweries like Trillium that you know don't put a lot of beer into the market, if any, yeah. on, <laughs> on occasion, but they have yeah. a lot of draft accounts, yep. and yeah, and, um, and so kind of find the happy medium between between no distro and lots of distro. Speaking of distribution, uh, you guys are available in. Local local packies, mm -hmm. packy, packy. Yep, that's the word. Massachusetts, <laughs> yeah, <or> Massachusetts, <laughs> Massachusetts, yeah. Uh, liquor stores or beer stores for those people who don't know. Um, what is your flagship or your core beers? I know a lot of breweries hate that term, but yeah, we have uh, four core products: um, the Goody Two Shoes German Style Kolsch, um, the Cat's Meow IPA, Hair Razor Double IPA, and Briefcase Porter are the four cores. Um, so those are the ones that we generally brew year round um, and would be readily available. Of those, the Cat's Meow is probably the, if, you know, if, if flagship is your best selling, then it would be the Cat's Meow. Yeah. yeah. I consider Kolsch to be the soul of the brewery. Because <laughs> that's um, what you probably like to drink? Or it's it? definitely what I like to drink. It's the one that uh, is certainly the most challenging to brew consistently. Uh, it's also the one that's most challenging, sounds odd, but to the palate, I feel like, there's a lot of places, not there's nowhere to hide. And I say it's so simple. It's right? so simple yeah. and so succinct that I think that that style in general is a great beer for people that are trying to explore and learn from their palate. Mm. Uh, whereas double IPAs, we could just like mm, smells great, mm, bitter, <laughs> mm, hot. You know, it's awesome, but it's doesn't really do wonders for your palate when you're trying to pick out the little idiosyncrasies yeah. of the beer. You know, Definitely. of course. Yeah. Would you say that's your uh, favorite beer to brew as well, then, or the Kolsch? Yeah. Um, or do you have a favorite? I don't know. Well, you know, my, th I think my favorite to brew is the, the Porter, okay. um, briefcase Porter, uh, uses super fresh locally roasted grains. So when we're mashing in, it's like, it smells so unbelievable in nice. here. Mm. Um, so I like that roast character that we get from the Valley malt roasted grains. Um, and we're really focused on that local ingredient thing. And all of our beers have Valley malt in them, um, awesome. which is our, you know, they're our friends. They're also our supplier. Yeah. Um, you know, my kids hang with her kids, you know, it's, Very it's, cool. it's a good yeah. symbiotic relationship and, uh, she's roasting grains. Um, when I say she, I mean, Andrea, but it's Andrea and Christian and Margot and the whole team over there. Um, they roast grains to our specifications that we've developed over time. And we found that sweet spot with our brown malt for Porter and chocolate wheat for Porter. And there's, uh, uh, some roasted oats that we use for, uh, for our stout. <clears throat> and so that beer is just, I, it's a really special beer ingredient wise. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely the most fun to brew. Nice. Yeah. Speaking of your stout, uh, you are dabbling in the dessert stouts I've seen recently. You have the fluff and utter stout that's out there. Yeah. No peanut butter in it though. Okay. So there's, just there's just fluff, fluff. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> vanilla and cocoa nibs. Yeah. Cacao nibs. Cacao. Cacao. <laughs> Cacao. 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 Um, yeah, it just hit the market last week. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Um, Demo tape 24. That must have smelled nice. incredible in the brew house. It did smell really interesting in the brew house and throughout its process while we added more stuff to it. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, it was a challenging Imagine. beer. Yeah. Like, not marshmallowy enough. Right. Yes. More <laughs> we need more marshmallow. Um, no, I was just like, how did how did you get that flavor? Did you actually use fluff? We used or? fluff. Yeah, yeah, we used like a hundred pounds of fluff. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> it's just another sugar source. Right. Yeah. No, yeah. totally. And eggs and other weird ingredients. Yeah. But yeah. Um, but yeah, it's. Uh, I wouldn't say it's super marshmallowy. Yeah. But uh, it's definitely in there. Mm. I mean, that's cool. I put it in there, so I know it's in there. But <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. It looks like 2019. This is where we're going to get into a little bit of trends. The 2019 is becoming the year of the dessert stuff, pastry stuff, what have you. Where last year was the hazy IPA, uh, New England style. Is that a trend that you like to see brewing stouts, or is the New England style IPA still king? Uh, I think the New England IPA is still king. Um, <laughs> I think that every year we talk about what the next trend is or what the current trend is, and I think it's every brewery is a little different. Um, I think overall, if you look at the social media and the magazines and stuff, you'll see that there are these distinct trends. Um, I'm on board with, uh, quite frankly, if someone wants to drink it, I'm psyched to make it, yeah. you know, I yeah. don't, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm not to the point in my career where I'm like, I'm only making ESBs and I don't care if anyone <laughs> drinks them. Um, we want to make one. But that would be cool. Yeah, yeah you yeah. should. We will. We will. But there'll be a demo someone buy it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Dunstan in our brewery, he'll yeah, drink it all. We'll buy too. all yeah, of yeah. it. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> right. So, I mean, I think the industry, and when I say the industry, I mean brewers, salespeople, media, influencers, maybe even, um, and we could all be considered influencers, I suppose, on some level, um, all can help guide that. Um, but really, the dollars are what's deciding what's trending, right? Of course, so, yeah. So I think that um, sours, IPAs, stouts are all kind of uh, at risk of being the one being called the trendy <laughs> one. Right. Um, because we want to be, af I'm a little afraid that when it's something that's like, you know, we were saying last summer, Summer of Kolsch, Summer of right, Kolsch. Right. Yeah. And it's like, for us, it's the... That's a dream, right? It's, like, it's yeah. such a dream. Yeah, yeah. It's always um, the Summer of Kolsch. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's Summer of Kolsch right this second in yeah. March. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but we can't, we don't get the, uh, you know, we don't get the freedom and the choice to decide that. I think that the consumer and uh, the real, you know, the brewers that are really making the headway with, with any of that style are the ones making, helping to make that decision. Yeah. But I'm down with making them. I don't care. Yeah. yeah. And I, and I think, you know, with, with anything like that is you're going to have your quality ones and you're going to have your ones that just kind of fall short, you know, and no matter what it is, whatever that trend is, whatever, you know, whether it's brewed IPA or it's, um, you know, uh, lactose, lactose yeah, yeah. milkshakes out, whatever it is, um, or milkshake IPAs, you know, there, uh, there's going to be good ones out there. There's going to be bad ones out there. And I think as long as breweries are staying true to themselves and brewing something that's a good quality product in the end, I think that, you know, anything is fair game. You know, what craft beer started as an exploration of ingredients and, of you know, kind of deviating away from what the English and Belgians and, and stuff like that were doing, uh, countries like that. And so to kind of, you know, say, well, you know, why don't you just make a traditional Pilsner? That's what I want to drink. It's like, well, this is, the, there's room for both. There's room for everyone. And there's, yeah. you know, uh, you know, and it's what craft beer has always been about. Yeah. I've been asked recently if I would make a nut brown ale. <laughs> and I, I'm, I said, I'm sorry, what's that? Um, <laughs> but I, of course I would, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm like in a band that loves all, all genres, you know, right. we like to consider ourselves sort of a band in that way. 
which is where demo tape comes from. So, you know, we're a band that hasn't finished writing any of its songs. You know, most of them are pretty well written at this point, (laughs) Um, but there's always like little tweaks to the, to the final, you know? And, And I think that it's important to stay on top of that in order to keep that quality high and keep the consistency there even. Yeah. To push the metaphor, we have a four-song EP, yeah. which is our four <laughs> years, and then, yes. but no full album yet. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. And all the fans are like, when's the next one's coming? Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm always curious, um, what do you do to stay environmentally friendly? Uh, well, we do our best to certainly recycle every single yeah. item that we use. Yeah. Um, we reclaim all the water that we can oh, cool. uh, through our hot side. Yep. So when we cool down our wort from uh, boil to fermenter yeah we reclaim all that hot water now i'm saying that like i'm some kind of savior the reality (laughs) is if you're a brewery that doesn't do that you're doing it wrong yeah yeah um we uh we focus on minimal chemical use Um, we use the literally the lowest amounts that we can use to be efficient and effective uh we work with a local farmer um so rather than sending our spent grains to far off places um, which is unfortunately the reality with some brewers because there's a lot more breweries and farms. Right. Um, uh, although I don't know that, that there's more than 200, there might be 200 farms in Massachusetts. Maybe. Not, maybe. Not 200 <laughs> big ones, that's yeah, for no, sure. Right, right, no. right. <laughs> um, so we are working with a small farmer called Hidden Acre Farms in Medway. Cool. And he comes here twice a day if, he, if we wow. meet him. And he feeds it directly to his uh, cattle. Well, he has some dairy cattle and then he has some pigs. Yeah. And he also uses our, so we don't dump any of our yeast, trube, hot material, all that goes, instead of going down the drain, which is a fairly common practice, yeah. um, we don't do that. We actually send it to him and he composts it in his field. Oh, wow. That's so interesting. that's kind of cool. Yeast and yeast. Um, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> we, we use silverware in the kitchen rather than plastic. Yep. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and Very real cool. plates rather yep. than yep. paper. Yep. Use reusable cups whenever possible. Yep. Yeah. Um, and uh, I mean, other than that, um, we don't have any major like digesters or, yeah, or yeah. large brewery kind of environmentally focused type of uh, approaches, but we do actually, one of the things I'm doing, uh, is I'm going to craft brewers conference in two weeks with, uh, our lead brewer Dunstan. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, it's his first CBC, which Woo-hoo. will be fun. Uh, so we'll be in Denver <laughs> from the eighth till the 11th. And, and, uh, I am, I'm signed up for three different seminars that are about literally about that, um, cool. being more ecological, focusing on, um, uh, CO2 yeah. is a big one yeah. and uh, reducing our uses of CO2. And yeah. we use a, uh, a dissolved oxygen meter that's super accurate that allows us to purge and pressurize our tank to the right amount rather than just purging Guessing. until we kind of feel <laughs> like it's done. Yeah, it's really, yeah. And unfortunately, you do bleed a lot of CO2 into the environment yeah. Um, yeah. if you don't measure that and do it in an efficient way. So we're doing our part. Awesome. Always good to hear. Yeah. The tap space is kind of unique. Um, it's not a wide open tap space. We're in a pretty isolated area from all the tanks, but you also do have your seating area where live entertainment takes place. Um, talk about the tap space a little bit, though, because it's a it's a unique feel. Yeah, I, the tap room was was inherited um, in some ways from from Jack's Abbey when they were here. So we did, uh, you know, they didn't actually have any seating when when they were in this location. So we added some seating, but we, it, you know, kept the bar where it was, um, kept the draft lines, you know, where they were, uh, reworked where they came from. But um, uh, and then where we're sitting now, these actually were the offices where um, 
where Eric Sam and, and Jack and their, I think Sarah McGinley who was doing a lot of their marketing and stuff was sit where had their offices at the time. And so we opened this up as kind of a little overflow space, but it's also space that is semi-private so people can have like little birthday parties and stuff like that here. Um, and, but it is, you know, when you get more than like 40 people in here, it can get kind of tight. And we kind of realized that we you know we want to kind of have that breathing space. So on Fridays and Saturdays, we open up the actual brewery and we set up some high top tables there and oh, stools. Cool. And yeah. Friday nights we do live music. Um, so nice. we got a band, we got a 10 by 13 foot movie screen. So we sh show like cheesy movies on there. <laughs> and, awesome. um, Godzilla. And, yeah. <laughs> and uh, we, you know, at first it was the concept was we need more space. So let's try to, you know, see if we can fit yeah. some people in here. And we quickly realized this is a really unique experience because totally. yeah, you're how, immersed in it. Almost. Yeah. yeah. I mean, how often do you get to sit right next to the tank where your beer, the, your beer that you're right. drinking came right. from? Mm. Um, you know, you're sitting right alongside our canning line and kind of you hear the, the, the bu buckets, you know, with the fermentation yeah. bubbling yeah. and, um, you know, and then you're seeing a cool band and watching cheesy movies and hopefully having some cool food from a, a food truck. Yeah. And awesome beer. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've been lucky enough to actually enjoy some of your outdoor events here that you have. Um, you have a cool parking lot area set up. Um, and it's a little industrial, but when you throw an event, I don't feel like I'm in an industrial lot. Uh, so you guys, I, I have to applaud. You guys do an awesome job throwing some outdoor events here. So Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah. We have a good time with them. Um, the get, biggest get challenge really is really good food trucks at barbecue places killer. So oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. the biggest challenge is getting people to understand that, you know, we are an industrial space, but we can kind of make it kind of nice, you know, yeah. and, and have uh, bands play beer pouring food served and have it be a really kind of nice environment when you're there. Mm. You're right. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're kind of talking about what's going on right now. Um, are you guys, um, Five day a week operation, seven day a week operation. Um. Uh, I'm like a seven day a week, two hundred hour type. <laughs> yep. um, I think Kelsey is too. But uh, right What's now, a week? <laughs> I come in for ten minutes. Yeah. What day is it? Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, we all work. All the full time people work Monday through Friday for okay. the most part, except yeah. for some tap room people that that work the weekends. But uh, I'm here Monday through Friday. I try not to be here on the weekends too much, but I do work from home a lot. Uh, we brew, our production schedule is just Monday through Friday. We don't do any production on the weekends right now, thankfully. Yeah. Um, and we're basically a 55 hour production room um, as far as like total hours that we're in there working, um, which is reasonable. And we may even be able to cut that down as we get more efficient and brew more times in one day. Yeah. Right now we're doing two or three brews a day and sometimes we'll be able to yeah. do three or four even. Um, nice. The rest of the crew, like, Kelsey is never not here. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Do you have a cot outback or something? <laughs> I don't think he has I just a sleep house. standing up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I was here 60, 70 hours a week. And, um, you know, kind of the, the beauty of growth is that as we are able to expand and, and to, uh, you know, and we get busier and things like that, we're able to bring on more people. And so I was managing... You know, the, like when we first started, it was me and Matthew. And then we've slowly been able to hire some people. And that's and, including hand labeling. Yeah. Right. Hand, hand labeling. <laughs> um, so now we have a machine that does Ooh. that. Um, 
you know, so, uh, so we were hand doing everything and, you know, I was doing sales for a while and then we were able to promote someone from the tap room to our sales manager and take that off our plates. And, uh, so we've been finally able to hire an event coordinator as well. So, um, I don't have to be, you know, handling all of that, you know, personally as well. So it frees up my weekends a little bit more. So I'm, you know, now down to, you know, 40, 50 hours a week or so. My focus as an employer is certainly to make sure that everybody works a fair amount of hours that allows them to not only get their work done, but actually hang out with their people and their families and work life balance, work life balance. Um, those scales again. Yes. (laughs) And I think we finally have gotten there. Um, I keep encouraging Kelsey to try to hand things over. A lot of times when there's like something that needs to get done, it kind of gets tossed into Kelsey's pile, uh, which has been wonderful, but at the same time, it's easy to do that. So we try to focus on if it's something that has something to do with that, you know, sales, it's, it's in John and Kevin's, if it has something to do with production, it's me or Dunstan or Brad. If it's anything else that isn't tap room, it's in Kelsey's lap, which can be, it's awesome because he's effective and gets everything done. But as we grow, like he's saying, we need to maybe find someone that manages our compliance so that he doesn't have to do that one. And, uh, and getting, daily licenses and stuff from the town. Uh, yeah. So it's, it'll be nice to be able to hand off some more stuff as we grow. Kind of highlighted on my next question, but, um, we talk a lot about the sexy side of brewing. Um, what are some things that are kind of frustrating? Oh God. <laughs> Where to start? <laughs> a lot of parts. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Tap room people choosing the music. <laughs> frustrating. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's a fair amount of frustrations, I think, in any business. Um, of course, yeah. We try to remind ourselves that, you know, it's not really that important. It's beer. Um, right. It's our roof and our family's roofs and things like that. But the reality is, at the end of the day, if, <clears throat> if something's wrong with the beer, it's just beer. It's not like there's something wrong with, you know, a human. <laughs> um, so I think it's really vital to continue to remind ourselves of that. Um you know, we have, we have, we all have people that are outside of this building that matter to us a lot. And if we don't focus on them, this can swallow us up. And, uh, and I think we are all trying to do that every day. Uh, I think the biggest stressor for us is making sure that we deliver the best quality product we can at all times. And when it's not, it's frustrating. And, uh, we've thrown beers away. We've dumped batches. We've recalled cans. We've, gone into the market to make sure that the beers that are there are fresh. And if they're not, that's also can be frustrating. Um, I think the staff that we have has helped to alleviate that because everybody seems to be in it and they care deeply about our beers and our place and our, our, the, the consumer's response to us. Yeah. What are your stresses, Kelsey? (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, I would say one of the the more frustrating things is not having that magic wand that makes people come into your tap room, right? You know, and uh, you gotta find that. Yeah, to work on it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm still patent pending, but uh, (laughs) it's uh, you know, like you can put a lot of time and effort into planning some great event or uh, whatever whatever it is, and then get mediocre response, you know, for whatever reason. It's raining, you know, or something you're really excited about. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and not being able to figure out those patterns, you know, there's sometimes 
sometimes you know you can have nothing going on and your tap room is packed and I'm like why am I why is it packed you know and, uh, and there's no rhyme or reason to yeah. any of these things and trying to figure out you know uh, when's a good time to launch a beer when is it not and uh, you know uh, when's the best time to post on Facebook you know like yep. all that stuff we know yep. that we one, yeah. that yeah. one. <laughs> and, uh, and there's no rhyme or reason to it so it, it's trying to figure out patterns and chaos and uh, trying to predict the future, which you know is is always frustrating. Only, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess the only other one that I missed was uh, late at night, sitting at home, can't sleep, go on uh, go on Untapped. Yeah. Ooh, I'm <laughs> no. so, I was I'm be so our next glad question. you brought that yeah. up. You must have listened before. <laughs> let's talk about Erica, it. Come yeah, on, ask let's talk question. about that. How do you deal with Untapped and other beer review sites? I mean, do you just okay. Too yeah. much of Kelsey's chagrin. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I am. Matthew, a, put that away. <laughs> yes. um, He's I looking am, at it right now. <laughs> <laughs> I am of the uh, mindset um, that, and I, I get this from my father. I think is that if someone reviews you, if someone goes to the, puts out the effort, whether yeah. they like you or not, they've put out this effort, which means that you are on their minds, which can't be a bad thing. Even if they hate even you, it, right? You know, it's a bad thing. It's, a, still it's bad if they hate you. you, but if but at least if they hate you, you can now engage. And if you engage with them in a in a way that you can maybe not necessarily rescue it, but at least get them to understand your side. Yeah. Or if anything, just t- say your side. <laughs> um, it, you're better off, and I and I believe that. So, for instance, if someone reviews a product of ours that is either less than stellar to them or less than stellar in actuality, I will reach out and say, Hey, you had, you know, the cat's meow mind sharing what the date was because you seem to not dig it. Yeah. And then I'll inevitably go through a process of conversation with that person. Uh, it, you know, it was sitting on a warm shelf. It's four months old. My friend mailed it to me last August. Um, well, generally, generally <laughs> what I do, generally what I do in those circumstances, I say, Hey, come on down to the tap room. I'll set you up with a couple cans to a uh, fresh to, to give you, you know, so right. you can have, yeah. so give us a fair shake. If they're from out of state, we've even gotten as far as mailing them the beer. That's awesome. You know, Nobody listens to that important. So don't worry. <laughs> well, right. so, so I still, I still have it in my head yeah. that everyone sort of matters, even though I know none of us really do. Um, the most fun I have is when someone gives this long drawn out experience with the beer, whether it's good or bad. And I love engaging with that person, especially when it's bad, because I need to do that for whatever reason. I think that there's a sense of, um, entitlement. Mm -hmm. It's my beer. I know it left me and now it's yours, but it's still mine. And I take a ton of pride in it and I take a, I take it home big time. And so if someone really didn't like it and it's a, and it's a objective decision that they just were like, this was not good for me. Um, I'll be the first to say I'm cool with that, but what was the date? Yeah. Was it stored yeah. cold? What was the condition of the beer? You know, you know, are, 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 was it mailed to you by some trader that didn't keep tr- good proper yeah. care of it? Yeah. Um, and we are at the mercy of that, but at the same time, I have if you're gonna put, post something publicly online, expect to be engaged by me. <laughs> Yeah. And it, Uh-oh, <laughs> yeah, right. Damn. Yeah, and that's, that's not an open invitation for bad reviews to get free beer. Right. <laughs> we don't do Absolutely not. Um, that's only it, happened once. <laughs> yeah. But it's, you know, it's looking at like every, every negative review isn't something to beat yourself up about. It's an opportunity to make a customer for life. Absolutely. And yeah. you know, if somebody great business model, yeah, yeah. If somebody mm-hmm. has a bad experience in our tap room for whatever reason, um, 
you know, and posts about it, that's an opportunity, like Matthew said, to engage with them and say, hey, you know, we're not perfect. We know we make mistakes, but how can we make it up to you? And uh, that sometimes goes much further yeah, than that's huge. than any other any other experience that person may yeah. have. They go, they go, oh, you know, the, they reached out. Their owner reached out. You know, yeah. their brewmaster reached out to me. That's kind of cool. Yeah, we. I had an experience years ago with two gentlemen who came into a place I was working, and we had been open a month, and they reviewed it. It was terrible. They <laughs> they were they were right. Yeah. And I engaged with them. Uh, one of them is now a regular, has been a regular in this tap room. Buys all, comes out for all our That's releases. Awesome. Cool. The other one, he gets the beer from his buddy that yep. comes in because yep. he doesn't live as close. But those guys are with us forever because of our experience of engaging early on from a terrible experience that right. turned into, Hey, come back. We're good. We're good. Now we have better beers. Now our food is actually edible too. <laughs> uh, you should check us out. And they did. And were blown away by it yeah. and, and wrote these stellar reviews yeah. on their second and third trips. So I think that's important. In the vein of customer feedback and, and growing, is there something that you wish you knew today, two and a half years later that you told yourself two and a half years ago? Oh my God. <laughs> you want to start with this one? Um, I think, well, I think, and this is something we're working on now, uh, which is uh, internal stuff, which is, uh, you know, how uh, standard operating procedures for making decisions. Like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And that, that's definitely a good example. There's, you know, there are things that you don't know you don't know. And, yeah. um, and learning what those things are. And, you know, as management, you know, I feel it's always, you know, it's my job to give my ma other managers and staff the tools to be successful. You know, if, if something happened or went wrong, you know, I have, I have to look at myself and say, did I set them so did I set them up for success? And if I didn't, then what did, do I need to do to do that? So, a lot of the stuff now, you know, and, and our employee handbook is uh, is a living document. Uh, literally, we have it like on on Google, so uh, we're always updating and changing it. Yeah. And you know, and it's realizing like we need a better system for this. We need a better way to handle this kind of situation. We need a better way to uh, make sure that our staff has the framework to make those correct decisions, uh, even if they're making it on the fly in the heat of battle. You know, um, on a busy Saturday night. Yeah. You know that they can. They can say, oh, this is how it should be handled and or that it could be handled. Mm. And having those having that mindset, you know, is, is going to help them in the long run. So. Excellent. Yeah. yeah, that's kind of what it, that's what I was thinking about is that like it's hard to just write your handbook and be like, this is how we do it. <laughs> right. Right. You know? I'm sure every business uh, has that as a living document. Yeah. Yeah. So if you guys had to choose, like, who would you have in Mount Rushmore for, like, beer people? Oh, my. Um, or do you Besides ourselves? Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I would say, I mean, I do. I do have that list, actually. Okay, um, cool. It's probably going to come some, some, to some surprise to the people I mentioned, maybe. Um, I think that I, well, <laughs> I think Ken Grossman, obviously, is up there. Um, Sierra Nevada was one of the first beers I really kicked back with and thought this is about as good as it gets. Yep. Um, I was getting kegs of that in Flagstaff in college for like $75 a half barrel. Yes. <laughs> um, might've been, a, I think it was a 50 liter, but regardless, it was yep. a good deal. Um, and, uh, $10 deposit on those kegs, by the way. Wow. 
Um, <laughs> I would put Ken up there. Uh, I would probably consider um, a couple of local places that have been around for a long time. Um, yep. Will Myers would be up there. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, and uh, I'd say Todd Mott. I would well. say, yeah. The Todd Father. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's a perennial on the list. Yeah. Yeah. There's, I, I think Mount Rushmore would have to be like 40 people. But, yeah. Yeah. but if we had to limit it to four, it would be Ken, Will, Todd. And uh, let's see. I would say. Um, I might put Sam Caligione on there. Yeah, Sam. But I think Kim Jordan. Oh, also. Kim Jordan. Yeah. 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 From New okay. Belgium. Cool. Yeah. And Sam of. Um, Dogfish head. Dogfish head. Yeah. 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 He's not up there, though, because he can't stand still long enough to get carved. <laughs> <laughs> He'd just be a blur. Yeah. <laughs> yes. He's running around it. But he would remember the names of every single person working on that statue. Yes, yeah. he would. 20 years down the road. Yes, he would. That was a skill. So what's next for you guys? I know that's a tough question, but... Uh, we're actually going to go build Mount Rushmore yes. right now. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Mount Beermore, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, we actually have a ton of plans. We have a lot of things we can't share here. Um, we have uh, some expansion ideas and plans. Uh, we have some new product ideas that are coming out. Um, and uh, not just necessarily like a new beer style, but lots of new ideas. Um, we are currently in all of Massachusetts, a bunch in New York, and we cover a little bit in Vermont. Well, we cover most of all of Vermont, but Vermont is a very small, deliberate market. Yes. So <laughs> we're, we're in the, the hot places in Vermont, which is yeah. cool. And we've been in Vermont for a couple of years now. That's awesome. Um, and uh, that's kind of a quality of life choice to be there, because why not go and visit Vermont? <laughs> um, <Yep>. I kind <laughs> of think that I need to make a plan to start selling beer in Maine, too, because my... 18 year old is likely to go to college in Maine. So <laughs> if I'm visiting, another like good to, excuse. Yeah, it's, like it's, to a be good, able to it's a good scene too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got a tasting this weekend too. So. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. Um, but, uh, you know, we, we definitely have some new States that we're thinking about. Um, we want to continue to grow our draft business here in Massachusetts, focused on the cat's meow and goody two shoes. Kolsch. Cool. Awesome. Um, I'd like to Summer see, of Kolsch, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'd like to see, uh, that beer, um, become, uh, something really special in this market. It's something that people talk about a lot. Certainly people in the industry seem to recognize it, um, which is cool, but I'd like the consumer to get on board a little more. Um, I think we're I, all I think hoping we for hope that. So. Yeah, we yes. always bring that up. Yeah. Right, we always joke. It's, it's our most critically acclaimed beer and our lowest rated on. Untapped. Yep. Yeah. So. yep. <laughs> yeah. And it's also it's not, not our highest volume. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, uh, you know, there's this, um, there's this impression that, if it's not what you've been told is good or have been told, which is what is hip, it may not be necessarily something you're looking for. If you're in that groove of just looking for the things that are, uh, what you've been told you should try. Yeah. 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 And I think, um, a lot of retailers, uh, well, I should say some retailers really do a great job of focusing on beers that aren't necessarily that easy to sell like Kolsch and, not brown and ESBs. <laughs> um, and they'll highlight them when they come in, they'll be like, you know, Kolsch freshy It's 60 degrees out. Come and get it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, whereas it's very easy to make a nice picture of IPAs and then people just come. Yeah. So juicy. Yes. So you throw the tag words out there and all of yeah. a sudden <laughs> they come in. And, and I, I sort of love both sides of it. I mean, I, it, you know, I, people ask, what's your favorite beer that you make? And, I guess to drink the the Kolsch, but the cats putting the kids through college. Like, yeah. That's just the reality. Yeah. So, yeah, totally. and I'm I'm a fairly, you know, pragmatic, and maybe that's not true, but <laughs> I am I'm certainly uh, 
I'm one of those people that understands to work with what you've got. And, uh, and I'm not going to pretend for a minute. I'm not going to make less cats meow because I'm, I'd rather You're make Polish. That. Yeah, it, doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't work that way. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd love to get to know you guys just a little bit more in closing. Um, what's, what's in your fridge at home? What are you drinking? Uh, let's see. What's in my literal fridge at home? Um, literally. Yeah, I picked up some small change. Um, cool. Ooh, we were just, we were just with just them. There. Yeah, I love them. Uh, yeah. Nice. Uh, with uh, a little rain and yep. Yep. Uh, beautiful little beer. Really yep. like that. Um, had to pick up Cambridge Brewing Company's um, The Fog That Surrounds. Of course. Uh, just because when I was at Craft Beer Cellar, I wrote a blog post when this kind of whole hazy IPA thing started to, to hit. And I interviewed uh, John Kimmich and Will Myers and yeah. um, Brian Greenhagen and Ben Howe, um, who, who was at Idle Hands at the time. Yep. And uh, and just kind of to kind of get their take on it. And Will Myers was like, like this hazy thing is bad for beer. Um, you know, it's not. Uh, you know, it's it's promoting you know bad brewing techniques. Yep. The, yep. the consumer, uneducated <laughs> consumer is not going to know the difference. And yep. um, you know, and so I'm like, oh, I got to try this now. Yeah. <laughs> now that he put yep. one out. Now he put one um, out. Yeah. Uh, and of course, yeah, it's great. But uh, and then uh, I just did a tasting. I was next to the guys from down the road, so uh, I grabbed some of their yep. beers to to try some of the ones that I hadn't had yet. Yep. So, cool. Cool. And now that they're in our fam, you know, our distribution fam. So. Cool. Nice. <laughs> um, my fridge is a mess. Um, <laughs> I have a cold pantry because I live in a 200-year-old house. Nice. Um, Very cool. In that cold pantry uh, is a six-pack in it. Um, there's a bunch of beers, but there's a particular six-pack, and it has... Uh, Am I doing something? Nope. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. It just, it just sounds a little robotic. Not uh, you. you know? <laughs> there's a uh, there's a six pack, and it's it's got two beers in it called Derek, which I believe were brewed in 2003 or four uh, okay. by Rhode uh, by Rhode Island's uh, Newport then Coastal Extreme yeah. Brewery, yeah. but now Newport Craft Brewery. Um, uh, there's also two beers called Creation that were brewed in 2001. Uh, by Dan Paquette at, at the then Rapscallion. Mm -hmm. And then there are two um, blank bottles that I do not know what they are. Ooh. So my job tonight is to get those beers out of my <laughs> cold pantry. Good. Yeah. So we're going to be opening those. I'm guessing that Derek is, is turned for the worst. Um, it was pretty good about five years ago, but uh, we don't know what its condition is now that it's 17 or more years old. Yeah. Um, I will say that uh, for drinking beers... Uh, there is uh, some uh, Sierra Pale Ale in 12-ounce cans. There is uh, some Goody Two Shoes. Uh, there is... Um, Michelob Ultra. <laughs> <laughs> um, there might be some of those uh, Michelob Ultras that my wife tends to like on occasion. Sure. And, yeah, uh, yeah, we'll believe that. Okay. And, uh, I don't drink them. I really don't. She likes them. And then uh, there's a couple of really cool beers in the fridge. There's a Cantillon Lupep. Cool. There is a uh, couple of Dre Fontanen that we are getting ready to drink pretty soon. And uh, let's see. I'm trying to think of looking in that fridge. Oh, and there's a, there's a bottle of Arthur. There's a bottle of mm, Mary. Nice. And there is a can of, uh, there's a random can of um, uh, uh, Flower Child from Cambridge Brewing yeah, Company cool. as well. Yeah. I do Very not cool. have any fog that surrounds. However, I did drink it at the brew pub on Saturday night. Nice. And it was lovely. Cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just funny that they decided yeah. finally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so going along with that, do you guys have a guilty pleasure beer? Yes. Of course. <laughs> What's your guilty um, pleasure beer, Kelsey? Ooh. Um, I would say it's probably not that that guilty of a pleasure either. Um, this is a Negro Modelo. 
Mm, okay. Um, okay. Yeah. Yep. Yep. If I'm at a Mexican restaurant, I'm like, bring, bring that right on the table. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I would agree that I like that a lot um, on occasion. So I just got back from Mexico for Ooh. a week. Um, so I that guess explains m- the tan. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I am pretty tan yeah. and the shaved, yeah, yeah. Yep. sort of shaved. Um, I drank beer for like the first 48 hours. Now, mind you, I was in an all inclusive. So when I say 48 hours, I mean, yeah. it. you drank beer. I did. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it was Tecate in cans and it was lovely. And nice. I was shoving limes in it and like kind of shaking it around. Awesome. And, uh, I would basically order a Tecate and a virgin daiquiri for my boy and we'd swim around the pool and enjoy the sun um and then apparently we drank all the cans i don't know how mexico had no more tecate but there was no more tecate at this place and uh in 48 hours it's gone yeah and we had to graduate to uh to um dos equis uh light or dos equis amber on draft and the draft system there was at the pool bar was in question Mm. yeah it was in question And so I decided to drink tequila for the week. Oh, wow. So my awesome. guilty you pleasure. You look great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You look good for that yeah. occasion. My, uh, well, it was mixed with lime juice. Of course. Oh, yeah, sure. And yeah. sugar. Yeah, yeah. Um, but my guilty pleasure, I think, now is actually not beer. Um, and it's not so guilty, but I've been enjoying wine. Mm. Any, any style in particular? Uh, no. No? Just no. I'm open to all things. I just want to try wine. Cool. And I feel like my beer palate is, uh, it's getting uh, it's it's feeling really hampered, and I think I need to chill on beer for a while. Drink it for quality assurance and such, but maybe not so much for enjoyment. Yeah, and drink wine and spirits for enjoyment these days. Cool. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. That's my yeah. plan. Yeah, very cool. So most importantly, where are you guys located, and where can our listeners come and find you? And uh, we are at eighty one Morton Street, uh, just south of the tracks in Framingham, um, off of one thirty five. Um, That's where we are. Yeah. Yeah. Of downtown Framingham. Uh, you can find our beers all over Massachusetts, throughout New York and Vermont. Uh, Do you have a beer tracker on your website or anything where it is? Or? Um, I have one that's slightly outdated okay. uh, because we uh, we recently signed with distribution with Atlantic cool. and they instantly like doubled our accounts. So um, uh, so it'll give you a, g- a good idea of some. They're of everywhere. The, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, you can Almost. find us in your in your better uh, bars and restaurants and beer stores. Um, Gillette Stadium recently. Ooh. Yeah. Congratulations! That's awesome. now on draft. Nice. Yep. And uh, uh, our tap room here is open Wednesday through Sunday. So Wednesdays and Thursdays, three to nine. Fridays and Saturdays, noon to eleven p.m. And Sundays, noon to six. Mm-hmm. And then we have uh, live music every Friday night. Uh, we have. Uh, uh, bluegrass jam in here on Wednesday night. So you, cool. if you play bluegrass, you can bring your instrument, whatever it is, Very and cool. join in. Um, uh, then we have food trucks like on Fridays and Saturdays, and um, we do comedy shows. Yeah, every second Saturday nice. of the, the, the month, we do uh, stand up comedy. Um, it's all uh, hosted and um, and curated by a local Framingham comedian, um, but he pulls comedians from you know, Boston, Worcester, yeah. um, great, you know, New England area. And uh, so how about uh, social media? Yeah. Uh, we're on Facebook and uh, Exhibit A Brewing, yeah, and uh, Instagram and Twitter are both uh, at Exhibit A Brewing. Yeah, um, so you can follow us on all three. Kelsey does all of our social yeah. media. Yeah. I'm not allowed. To. <laughs> <laughs> you just handle untapped. It's like Matthew, share this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and our last question for you guys is: What are you most proud of? We leave it open ended for that reason. <laughs> like work wise, yeah, I was whatever, say, you you know, whatever you want. What yeah. are you proud of? Um, I mean, uh, I'll, I'll kind of keep it uh, in, in the work position. Um, I'm pretty proud of um, 
the the support and the people that have believed in me and been able to uh, advance to the level that I have in kind of a short period of time. Um, you know, it's uh, it's kind of mind boggling to think that you know not only you know well five years ago I was not doing anything beer related and now I'm managing a brewery and kind of helping decide yeah the direction that it's going in um and it's kind of scary too so <laughs> but hopefully it's going in the scary, right direction awesome. um yeah so yeah so I'm pretty proud of what we've been able to build here um almost from scratch and um you know to to be uh as thrillist said the most underrated brewery in Massachusetts but what I think, uh, <laughs> it's like a, it's, it's, it's almost I, I don't a know kind of a <laughs> yeah. Um, but what I, but what struck me, what they said in that, that little blurb was, um, our commitment, commitment to our community. And that's something that I've been pr- really proud of that we've been able to give back and be involved in, um, you know, like we're, uh, there's probably a charity in Framingham or the Metro West that has not heard of us now because <laughs> they, they're like, nice. Oh, go check out exhibit a, you know, they can help out. But, yeah, uh, great. but you know, uh, I've always believed that a community supports the business that supports the community. And yeah. so if we're out there supporting people who are trying to make a difference, um, you know, then people who, you know, see that are like, this is a, a business that's invested in what's happening where our home is, where our kids go to school and, you know, where, where we decided to live and work. That's great. Um, I'm most proud certainly of our staff. Um, I, I could focus on the production staff cause they've really stepped it up and I have people in there that have never worked in a brewery that are basically running that brewery. Yeah. Um, we have, uh, you know, team of seven, including me back there. Um, and it's really amazing to see their growth. Um, certainly the front of the house with Kelsey being the leader, um, it's just, we have a great team, um, people that seem to really care about it. People who have left are still our friends. They still come in. We do celebrity shifts sometimes. Nice. Um, <laughs> a few of those people still do offsite events with us yeah. because we just want them there and they want to be part of it. Um, uh, our 18 year olds going to art school. That's pretty pride Rideful. riddled with pride. Um, yeah. so I'm super proud of my family. And uh, my nine-year-old is a bit of a menace and awesome, but he's <laughs> nine. Yeah. And uh, I'm super proud of him and his uh, focus on just being a good little dude. But yeah, and my wife too. I'm proud of her. She's uh, You can't see in the audio, but Rise Above is okay. uh, her charity. And that's something that we've, that's what Kelsey was kind of speaking about was our charitable arm. Uh, so we, we donate a lot of time and effort and even money to... A couple of charities, Rise Above being our kind of the one we've led with. Mm-hmm. Uh, they raise money for kids in foster care. Awesome. awesome. That's incredible. Yeah. yeah. And Black Elf Project, of yeah. course, yeah. for our veterans. Uh, yeah. right, rifles to Rods most recently. Cool. Yeah. So we'll definitely share that in the in the link below when you guys are listening to the podcast. So you can, if you're interested, contribute to that. But uh, please follow Exhibit A. And if you are in the Framingham area, um, go. And if even if you're not... It's becoming Brighter a destination, and, yeah. and there is us. a lot yeah. of good beer being brewed in this neck of the woods. So uh, thank you guys for taking some time out of your Exit morning. Exit 13 off the pike. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Again, but thank you for taking you. some time out thank of your you. morning to do this. And uh, Erica, we got a busy day, so. Let's get on. Let's get on. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to our episode with our new friends, Exhibit A out of Framingham, Massachusetts. 
Uh, first off, I want to thank them for taking some time out of their busy day to do that. Uh, we're always super appreciative anytime brewers take some time. Um, but we would not be able to do this podcast without you. Um, so I just wanted to take a moment to once again thank our listeners for sharing our episodes, telling your friends, telling your parents, your loved ones about the episodes you enjoy. And believe it or not, when you leave a comment on the podcast app that you are listening to, whether it's iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, YouTube, that helps us out immensely. Um, so continue to tell your friends, but also if you like what you hear, Please. drop us a five-star review because that really does help us out. And Do it. Leave a comment. Even say like Ryan's cute because we all know that Ryan's, Ryan's cute. cute. Exactly. But um, I'm so excited for next week's episode uh, featuring East Regiment Brewing Company out of Salem, Mass., the newest brewery in Salem, Mass. And we know our national listeners have heard of Salem. It's not all... Witches and warlocks. Mm, kind of is. Anyway. Anyways. <laughs> enjoy next week's episode and make sure uh, check out our friend Shirts on Tap in Beer and Wine Hobby because we have excellent promo codes. Conveniently, they're both Brew Roots and uh, the AC just kicked on, so we're going to party. Ooh. Hell yeah. That's Hell real yeah. Nice. So uh, until next week's episode, cheers. Cheers. cheers.